Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Dominators, my name is Kristen Hopkins, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, a company that identifies the attacks against your everyday thought life that shifts major progress. I'm a social emotional learning expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of youth and young adults through culturally responsive and culturally affirming resources. Welcome to Dangers of the Mind. Hey guys, Kristen Hopkins here. I'm your host and welcome back for another Dangers of the Mind episode. Now this episode, oh baby, y'all about to hear my heart on this because I've been thinking about creating a support group around this topic, okay? John H. Willer once said, the battle for freedom begins every morning. But what I would like to add to this powerful quote is the battle for freedom begins every morning in our minds. The great pioneer Martin Luther King Jr. said, free at last, free at last. Thank God almighty, we are free at last. When those words rang off his mouth in 1963, it was a moment for all of the people in history, but specifically African-American people. And the weight that we carried was somewhat lifted in a celebration on how far we've come. So about a year ago, it hit me this whole time that I looked at his speech. And as we as African-American people, we were free from slavery. Yeah, considering we were equal or what he was fighting for. But as we know, there was still so much fight to do. But as I listened to this speech and drew really closely to the words and heard that Dr. King was also telling us we were free from our own limitations. We were free from broken and wounded relationships. We were free from the lack of resources and complacency. We were free to build and to be confident in our intellectual being and capacity. He was speaking social and emotional learning. As many of the great pioneers that are written into history, we look back on all these greats such as Rosa Parks and Malcolm X and Bayard Rustin and Maya Angelou, who taught us that the cage bird sings, okay? John Coltrane, A. Philip Randolph, Marcus Garvey, W.E. Du Bois, Thurgood Marshall, Cesar Chavez, and you know the list is going to keep going on and on and on because we got history and we got pioneers for days who have all displayed and modeled social and emotional skills. But there are many pioneers that you've never even heard of. And that's our topic today. It has been over 150 years since slavery ended in the United States. And since then, there have been many people leading movements to overcome adversities to continue the fight against racism. Now, y'all knew when George Floyd passed away, it was an uproar of not just Black Lives Matter, but many activists started coming out and saying enough is enough. Winnard Institute is on a mission to research and properly document notable Black Americans who have been forgotten. They want their lives to have a digital footprint so they can be read about for decades and appreciated for their achievement. Despite inventions by Black Americans that changed the world, 
achievements that top world records, and movements that were met with unimaginable challenges, there continues to be this huge gap in the biographies of these amazing people that are available in the digital age. We are at risk of forgetting the pioneers who took part in shaping our communities in their time and led the way towards equality impacting future decades and centuries. So today's episode is dedicated to them and the pioneers that will be raised up right now as we speak. Okay, first we have up is Margaret E. Bailey. She was born in December 25th, 1915, and August 28th, 2014. She was a United States Army Nurse Corps colonel. She served in the court for 27 years from July 1944 to July 1971, nine of which she served in France, Germany, and Japan. And during her career, Bailey advanced from a second lieutenant to a colonel, the highest achievable military rank in the nurse courts. She set several landmarks, y'all, for Black nurses in U.S. military today, becoming the first Black lieutenant colonel in 1964, the first Black chief nurse in a mixed, non-segregated unit in 1966, and the first Black full colonel in 1967. Listen, thank you, Margaret. Thank you, and we honor you for your service. Although you're not here with us today, we are acknowledging you and we are honoring you for pioneering when we didn't even know you were. Now, we're about to go way back to an upstanding brother who changed the game for Black doctors around the world, John Henry Hale. He was born June 5th, 1878 through March 27th, 1944. He was a prominent surgeon, professor, and philanthropist who played a prominent role in establishing the Black medical community. Held as the Dean of American Negro Surgeons, Hale conducted over 30,000 surgeries, mainly at Meharry Medical College and Millie E. Hale Hospital. He practiced medicine and taught at Meharry for 29 years mentoring a plethora of Black surgeons. Together, him and his wife, y'all, not just him, but him and his wife, Millie, hell, did much philanthropic work with his local Black community in Nashville, Tennessee. And together, they distributed food to the poor, offered much of their medical care for free, ran free medical classes and lectures, and converted their home into a local community center, a hosting place for many local community organizations. Let me say that one more time. He opened up his home. They said he converted his home into a local community center, a hosting place for many local community organizations. How inspiring is this, y'all? How inspiring is this that people that were in those times from 1878 till 1944, this was time where racism was at its peak and he's opening up his home and converting his home into a local community center and giving free medical classes and lectures. Amazing. Thank you, Dr. Hell. I thank you and honor you for your service. This episode is brought to you by BlackSEL.org. Have you ever wondered what the Black student experience looked like in today's world? 
who influences these experiences and how are black children truly feeling with the pressures of COVID. Join our Black SEO webinar on the Black Student Experience. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Seats are limited, so act fast. Next up, we have Mary Luce Brown. She was born in 1868 and passed away in 1927. She was a physician, a teacher, and she was devoted for over 25 years of her life to servicing the Black community of Washington, D.C. Brown was the first African-American woman to receive a wartime medical commission when she joined the Red Cross in 1918 during World War I. Brown graduated from the Howard University College of Medicine and co-mingled her teaching career at Black Community High School and normal schools with the medical career, often providing medical care for free. Wow. Thank you, Mary. I thank you for your service, and we honor you today. Next up is Jack Johnson. Jack was born in 1878 and died in 1946. Jack Johnson was the first Black boxer to be world heavyweight boxing champion. A dominating fighter, Johnson held the title for seven years, even when he was the target of persistence, unrelenting racism, which often found it forms of boxing promoters search for a great white hope to dethrone him. If you want to learn more about Jack Johnson, check out the documentary that was produced in 2005 called Unforgivable Blackness, The Rise and Fall of Jack Johnson, based on the book by Jeffrey C. Ward. Thank you, Jack Johnson, for your service and commitment to pioneering. Next up, we have Hattie McDaniel. This one sounds familiar, I hope. In 1895, Hattie was born, and in 1952, she passed away. Hattie McDaniel was the first African-American performer to win an Oscar. She won the award for Best Supporting Actress for her role as Mammy in Gone with the Wind, produced in 1939. In other major acting categories, Sidney Poitier was the first Black performer to win the award for Best Actor for Lilies of the Field in 1963, while Louis Gazette Jr., who was the first to win Best Supporting Actor for An Officer and a Gentleman in 1982, the first African-American performer to win Best Actress was Holly Berry for her role in 2001's Monster Ball. Thank you, Hattie McDaniel, for paving the way for these other actresses and actors to be able to be accepted in the Oscars and the movie world business. And this is really inspiring to me because I was a theater minor and I love acting. And if I didn't take a path of, you know, being in service and serving kids and students and parents and teachers and all that, I would go into acting because I love it. And I'm, it might not be too late. You know, I might see me on the TV screen near you. So I really admire that about Hattie McDaniel. And I love the path that she took because I can only imagine what that looked like back then to be on a TV screen, you know, and be in movies where you might have not been accepted. So again, we honor you. Next up, we have Vivian Thomas. Vivian Thomas was born in 1910. Through 1985, Vivian Thomas was a pioneer in the development of heart surgery to treat blue baby syndrome in newborns. Thomas worked as an assistant to Dr. Alfred Blalock, 
who is credited with the technique that now bears his name. Yet in recent years, Thomas' contributions have gained wider recognition thanks in part to a made-for-TV movie in which Thomas was played by most Depp. Thank you, Vivian Thomas, for your service. And lastly, Gwendolyn Brooks was born in 1917 and passed away in 2000. Gwendolyn Brooks was the first African-American to win a Pulitzer Prize for her collection of poetry titled Annie Allen. Brooks was also named Poet Laureate of the State of Illinois in 1968 and in 1985 became the Poet Laureate of the United States, which at the time was called the Consultant in the Poetry to the Library of Congress. Thank you, Gwendolyn Brooks. As a writer, thank you for your service. Thank you that you are pioneering for women just like me. And the list goes on and on, y'all. These are just a few of African-American pioneers that are recognized for the work that they have done and that are dead and gone, but a lot of us don't know their names. Case in point, you know, we think about hidden figures. Beautiful, informative movie, by the way. But before I watched that movie, I knew nothing about those women. It's so powerful to think that during an era, there was no social media to take a picture every time you took a stride for Black people in America, or every time you accomplished something that would one day contribute to society at large. These pioneers in the 18th and 19th century were focused on freeing their minds from limitations and activating a growth mindset every day to survive and impact people, yet alone impact the world. It's an everyday struggle for pioneers of this generation to fight for impact over publicity. To every pioneer, every change agent, every thought leader, I understand you and your frustrations. We live in a society that makes us feel that it's not for the gram, or if you did not post it on Facebook, it didn't happen. Well, here's some encouragement for you. People still see you and the work that you are doing. You will be recognized and honored. Focus on the impact and focus on what God has assigned you to do. Shout out to Winter Institute, who's on a mission to research and properly document notable Black Americans who have been forgotten. Check out their website and donate to their page and their cause. This is a beautiful project that they've created to make sure that the digital footprint of African-American pioneers are not forgotten. And so all my pioneers that are here and currently and listening, remember, know your power so your influence can live up to it. It's not about the gram. It's about the greater good. This wraps up another Dangers of the Mind episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate the show, and share it with friends. As always, keep dominating. This episode is brought to you by BlackSEL.org. Do you see confident people around you? Do you believe you display confidence consistently? How do you feel like confidence contributes to your performance? Join us as we discuss confidence in the workplace and how to know the value you carry and be confident in that. Click the link in the show notes to learn more and register. Seats are limited, so act fast.